0: Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show.
1: Boing, we cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to.
0: Hit me.
2: Fine, how wrong?
1: We have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle.
0: Charbono, it's all about the charbono, dude. Oculant fish, what?
1: We ate two feet before we nerf.
0: So it's Liberty's shit face.
1: Down shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now.
0: And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire, barbecue, and grilling topics right here every Tuesday. Doing it live. We'll do, it live. Except do it live. We're technically doing it live, we're we'll do doing it live, but we're not doing it live. We're pre-recording this time because I didn't want to go two missed shows in the course of a year. Unthinkable for the Barbecue Central Show to have such a lameness. So, in an effort to provide a brand new show today, tonight, we're doing it over the weekend. So I thank my guests that have made time over their weekend to make it appear like we're doing a live show on Tuesday. Rest assured, as I had mentioned in the first hour, this is a completely new show. All new content, all new conversations. It's not a workaround or anything like that. So we are all set to go here. Still to come on the show is the lead singer of Three Years Hollow, making his triumphant return to the Barbecue Central Show Jungle. Jose Urquiza will be joining me in about uh, 12 minutes from now or so. And then closing out the show, going medical on that ass, my oldest daughter, Bobby Rempy, will be joining me. And we're going to be talking about her impending major hip surgery, which will be Incredibly exciting and insightful. So stay tuned for that. And then we'll send you on your merry way. Don't forget you can follow the show socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for live video feeds. Also get one over on YouTube slash RD Rempe. And while we're not typically or technically live on Clubhouse tonight on Tuesday, you can always get replays on Clubhouse as well. You can follow me there. And that's where we're taking our quote-unquote phone calls these days because the sound quality is good. The interaction is good. So if you don't have a Clubhouse account, sign up for one and follow the show, and you can jump in on Tuesdays as well. Also, you can get an ad-free podcast feed experience through Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Show, or if you listen through Apple Podcasts, you can have an ad-free experience just by signing up through the app. Find the show, go into the show, and then there's a little signage right there at the top that says sign up, and you don't have to hear ads. It's a little disjointed for me to just delete the ads, but if you don't like those, pay a small fee per month, and away they go. Hey, coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday, episode 207 makes its debut, taking you back to May 30th. 2017, this time featuring the owner and founder of Joe's Kansas City, or Joe's KC as we call it now, which is in Kansas City, Missouri, a barbecue mecca. But do you recall Jeff Staney, pitmaster of one of the most famed competition teams ever on competition circuits, Slaughterhouse-Five, one of the best names That a team has ever monikered with. First time Jeff's been on the show. Actually, the only time Jeff has been on the show to date. And we learn a lot about Jeff's background. How Joe's KC came into existence. How he turned that into one of the most successful restaurants. Not only in Kansas City. When you go to Kansas City. There are many different barbecue options to choose from. To be sure. There's the old standbys, as I had mentioned last week, Arthur Bryant's, Gates, uh, Jack Stack. And then you have the newer top line features, Plowboys, Slaps, Q39, and the list goes on. And certainly, Joe's KC is one of those standard places that everybody goes. They have the great Z-Man sandwiches everybody has become familiar that's ever visited. That's become a staple of a menu whenever you go there. But they have the great standbys as well, a great traditional Kansas City flavor. So we learn a lot about how the restaurant business came to be. And then we also talk a lot about his competition experience. We also talked about Jeff Staney getting into the Barbecue Hall of Fame that year as well. He was just shy of the whole induction ceremony that was going to be taking place over at the American Royal a little bit later that year. But Jeff was voted in. the class of 2017 so we talked about what it was like getting that award and what that meant to him with everything that he had accomplished within the live fire industry and it's a great introduction to jeff if you don't know about him very passionate about barbecue very successful businessman i think he owns the kansas city barbecue store as well which purveys a whole bunch of rubs sauces grills and all of that stuff so very successful within the industry a barbecue hall of famer and you can meet him for the first time if you've never heard of him or if you recalled the interview but like to get refreshed, that will happen as well. You can also hear a guest or a segment again if you have a favorite by emailing John, my executive producer of The Best Moment Show, jon at com, and tell him what you would like to hear again or give him a task. Say, hey has Greg ever interviewed X or y or has there ever been a show about this subject and John will go back through the archives and put together a best of just for you so you have to be subscribed to the podcast feed in order to get the best of as you know but Jeff Staney will be coming up this Friday all right here it is a little bit of breaking news.
2: Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update.
0: Greg Rampy reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. The city breaking the most live fire breaking news as live fire news breaks across the nation. Nay, the globe. We've been following it for the last year, year and a half. It seems to be stretching into two years. Maybe I'm a little off on that time target. But going into last year, Derek Riches from derekriches.com had made a mention that he thought there was going to be a lot of lawsuiting going on in the live fire industry. And the most notable lawsuit that is still going on is Traeger's lawsuit against Green Mountain Grill, talking about some patent infringencies or infringements. Infringements. <laughs> it's bad English, no doubt about it. John Dawson, say off me on that. Last Monday or a a week ago yesterday, there was a finding that was supposed to be what I thought was going to be the end-all, be-all decision of this lawsuit. And then we could just get on with our lives. However, not the case. One of the patents, so there's two patents that are being looked at here or potentially infringed upon, as Traeger is saying Green Mountain Grill is. And one of those, I'm not going to get all technical uh, gobbledygook on this because Derek Riches and I will actually talk about this next week a little bit more in depth. But one of those was found to be a non-infringed was thrown out. That was a little bit more of an intricate patent, a lot of nerdity going on in there. That was thrown out. The second patent, which was a lot less nerdy, a lot more high level, and from the sources I had talked to, Thought it was going to be easily thrown out if that first one, which was way more involved, was thrown out. It was not the case. In fact, Green Mountain Grills at that point was found to have infringed on two portions of this patent. Which happened to be very important to what grill makers are offering you. And while we talk about Green Mountain Grills here specifically, this has the potential of affecting every other grill manufacturer. That has Wi Fi connectivity to their cooker, so local area network stuff, server stuff, and an app that allows you to control a cooker. So, the long and the short of it is, and the very briefity, brevity of this, is that right now, as it sits after Monday passed, you know, uh, a week ago this past Monday, anybody. And right now we're talking about Green Mountain Grills, but this has the potential of snowballing up to everybody else. But Green Mountain Grills right now is technically infringing on being able to control their cooker with the use of an app. So adjusting its temperature and making cooking, uh, specific cooking cycles that you can do with a lot of these cookers. Anything controlling the cooker from an app, which I guess involves a server of some kind, they are technically infringing upon right now. The long and the short of it is this. While that decision was made a week ago this past Monday, there's going to be yet another final, final decision by April 6th. It can happen before April 6th with the ITC, the commission, as we call it. If you're a mafia honk like me, the commission means a whole different thing, but that's neither here nor there. So by April 6th, there will be a overall ruling by the commission that says, hey, you know what? The judge got it wrong here. Uh, Green Mountain Grills is not infringing. We're tossing that out, and away we go. And perhaps people can get on with their normal lives. Or if Traeger is upheld... There's a shitstorm of brewing for a number of other grill manufacturers. That would include everybody and everybody, anybody and everybody, that has app connectivity and control with their grill. Not just pellet cookers, grills, the encompassing. Pellet cookers, grills, who knows if that means remote control technology? That would be my folks at the Barbecue Guru, maybe Fireboard, who knows? It's going to be interesting. We'll talk to Derek Riches more about it coming up next week. But there's a brief update. Uh, Let me talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers before we get to Jose Urquiza. Yoder Smokers designs and builds all of their products right here in the United States. And building pride through craftsmanship and world-class customer service, that's the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke style product that elevates gatherings with friends and family. They're honored to have a trusted place in the backyards of America. From pellet grills to wood-fired offset pits or charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon flavor has become synonymous with the Yoder Smoker's name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit, and the team has developed their cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that is rooted in their handmade products and finds the integrity of the core values. American-made quality and endless flavor, the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Visit them at yodersmokers.com to grab yours today. That's yodersmokers.com. We'll be back with the lead singer of Three Years Hollow, Jose Urquiza, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're
2: listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere, The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central show.
0: And this portion being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Available in three sizes currently. A host of accessories to complete your Pit Barrel cooking experience. Whether you're a beginner or a professional, definitely cook your one out to the arsenal. Visit Pit. BarrelCooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Gang, if it's one thing I've learned as I get older, is that time flies. While I was prepping for my next guest, I tried to find the last outline sheet I did on him and nothing came up. I was shocked because it seems like to me, as with everything, it was only four or five years ago that I did the segment with them. However, after rolling back through the Gmail archives, here's what I found. It was almost 12 years ago that we did this interview the first time, so we are way overdue for an update. Joining me now, the lead singer, for the unofficial official band of the Barbecue Central show, we race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Jose Urquiza.
1: Hey, Jose, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure, and so glad to have you back on. So as I had mentioned in the open right there, January 2010 was the interview that you and me and the uh, lead guitarist at the time did the first time around. And at that time, you were a band that was making its way through the music biz, uh, not signed at that point, not officially managed at that point. But you guys had an incredible (laughs) sound that you were pumping out that was Mind blowing to me that you weren't already on your way to some type of stardom. So, if you don't mind traveling back in time with me for a few moments, yeah, I would it's certainly very interesting appreciate.
1: Interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah, no problem.
0: What do you remember from any point in 2010 up until, let's say, 2015? What was the band's trajectory at that point?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, immediately thinking of that, when you say pre signed, uh, I was thinking that exact thing because that didn't really happen until 2013, 2012, 2013. So we were at that point in time l- literally just guessing at everything to do to try to get, you know, a, a record contract. So, uh, you know, we were producing our own music, and we were uh, playing as many shows as we could, and we definitely thought we were the best band in the world uh, <laughs> at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that, that was before we got to really go do any any tours or anything like that. I hadn't really met any of the, the, my friends uh, that I know now. Um, so that, that was a crazy time to think about, for sure.
0: I would imagine, even at any point, of starting a band, whether it be just dudes in the garage or looking to play locally, like a cover band gig type thing, maybe some weddings, there does have to be that we're the best band out there mentality. (laughs) Otherwise you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure anyway.
1: You know? Yeah. And I think maybe now is the first time where I could really admit that like, yeah, we did. We thought that we were the the best and we wanted to go out and be the, you're right. I think that, uh, other than the love of the music and and the the enjoyment of doing the thing itself yeah there's some competition in there for sure
0: what does the band look like now are you fairly intact from how i talked to you back in 2010 or have there been some significant piece changes
1: yeah there's been a couple changes and and we're still, uh, we still have those members in our lives and there's still some talk about working together in some way, whether or not it's them coming in and and writing on uh, the record that we're going to do or uh, doing some shows. But uh, basically for a period of time, we had some pretty strict um, requirements for uh, time commitment and there wasn't a lot of monetary return and a lot of uh, bills were being unpaid and and lives were falling apart and uh, some of those guys had to just go handle that stuff and, and others were able to continue on. So uh, Dex is still with us. Neil is still with us. Um, Tony is not at the moment. Uh, Chris the drummer is not at the moment. Um, but we've got Justin from a band called Allborn, Justin Taylor, and uh, Alex Razor uh, from Allborn as well, basically riding with us, filling in, uh, you know, in this uh, period of time that we're in right now. We haven't released a song in a while. It's been uh, about four years, and we just put out a song Friday uh, for the first time. So we'll see what happens.
0: Is that the um, Among the Waves song, or is this even a different song?
1: There's a different song, yeah. Among the Waves is the one we put out uh, a little bit ago, and then uh, we just put out a song called Breaking Sound on Friday.
0: When the band loses pieces, as you said, you're, there's a lot of life going on, and perhaps, let me ask you a better question. For those that don't have the, the full background of how the band comes together, how old are you guys when you formed the band initially, and were there other families involved that you knew right up front, there was going to be some potential contention there.
1: Uh, goodness. I was 19 when, uh, Tony called me, uh, or I possibly called him. I honestly can't remember. I think I put up an ad in a music shop (laughs) saying that like with, with uh my number on it and the teardown tabs it's i'm like looking to start a band call me and uh tony called me so i was 19 i'm 37 now so uh 18 years. Wow. yeah yeah we've, <laughs> we've been together for a long time um so yeah that's crazy to think about so we, we even had some early changes i guess our band really has constantly gone through some evolution in band members because tony and i were always the primary duo and uh we had a different drummer and a different guitar player a different bassist at that time when we formed uh for the first record and then we did another record where we had uh chris and uh dex and neil join so it was me tony and them Uh, And then now this has just slightly moved on from that. So I guess we've always kind of had a little bit of a a evolution in the members.
0: If you're coming in as a new member to the band, is it imperative that they believe in the vision slash sound of the band? Do they need to be able to just seamlessly fit in? Or each time somebody comes in, are they lending their own signature sound to the band to continually evolve whatever the sound of Three Years Hollow will be?
1: yeah i the beautiful thing about where we are right now i feel like is i love the music the Mm -hmm. most that i ever have uh so the the riffs that are there the 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 arrangement the style everybody that's in the group right now they've brought a, a very unique piece of their style to it and uh breaking sound the last song we just put out everybody was in in the room writing that one together Mm. so it really shows how all of those pieces shine uh definitely before you know me and tony you know kind of had the vision and we we directed everything uh i love that this one was very much uh organic and and everybody's piece
0: are we allowed to listen to a couple seconds oh yeah
1: absolutely yeah it's out please share
0: let's ramp it up that's the signature three years hollow riff right there i love it I mean, to me, that is like textbook three years hollow sound. And by the way, the last time I had you on, you were high and tight on the hair. It
1: looks like you have really relaxed a little bit, and let it grow out. It's a good look. I like it. Yes, it definitely has. Yeah, yeah, it's grown. It bothers me every day, and I think about cutting it off. But I'm, I'm sticking with it. What's it like to listen to your own music? Ah, oh, man it uh it used to really freak me out um because i'm super you know self-conscious i would say i used to be a lot more self-conscious than i am now as i've gotten older now i just don't really care <laughs> as much um so uh i guess that's where the comment about how i like the music the most now that i ever have because when i listen to that i i th- I thoroughly enjoy and jam and rock out to the riffs that Justin and Alex and Neil played and wrote, and the drum pieces that Alex played. And to me, that is the coolest feeling in the world as a singer to just be a fan of the, the music that your band is writing. So, uh, it's, I don't know. I just experienced that just now when you were playing that, and it's a cool feeling. <laughs> Jose
0: Arquiza joining me here on the show. The website, by the way, the numeral three threeyearshollow.com. You can follow them on social at threeyearshollow across Instagram, Twitter, and the like. And uh, make sure you buy their albums, they're all over the place. You can stream them on Spotify, which is where I found them a handful of years ago as well. And make sure that you are checking all of that out if you're into this genre of music, which I fully am. So we talked about. 2010 to 2015 and some of the pieces that's changed in the progression so from 2015 to let's say early 2019 because obviously there's going to be a huge change I'm going to ask you about here in a second how does the band evolve in those four and a half to five years
1: yeah so those are some interesting years actually I would say those have been our we've been home kind of figuring everything out years honestly i think when did we i can't even remember when we got off tour to be quite honest with you i want to say maybe it was 2017 so 2015 2017 we were doing probably the most amazing things of our lives um i know we got to do several tours uh with seven dust and non-point and, and gemini syndrome and we went out on the uh, Rockstar Uproar tour with Godsmack, Skillet, uh, Buckcherry. Um, we got to do pretty much everything that we, you know, always dreamed of, of doing right there. Uh, and then that was in—I feel like that was in the 2014-2015 uh, space, right around there, um, where rock music was kind of like. I don't know that I don't want to really say it was, it was not the most popular, but really it kind of had reached this, this, uh, bottom area where, uh, it's been going back up ever since. And mm-hmm. now it's back to the two top popularity. So it was just an interesting time at that point. And then we, we went home after those tours and I started really diving into producing, uh, and that's what I've been doing, I would say, for the majority of the last five years as I've been in the studio working with uh, Morgan Rose from Seven Dust um, and uh, Sean from Breaking Benjamin, Barry from Three Days Grace. Those guys have all become what? like my my uh, production partners, I would say. Wow. Um yeah it's it gets trippy. It gets even more trippy after I was gonna that. say like how
0: <laughs> I'm listening to you drop names and these are my rock heroes where if I could just see them play live, let alone hang out with them backstage for five seconds or something like this would be completely mind blowing. That's my wheelhouse of rock when I have my Spotify playlist. there's a lot of b- breaking Ben. there's a huge amount of seven dust. there's you guys. there's nonpoint and the list goes on as you would mentioned. and you're like knowing all of these guys. so what is it like? those first handful of times. And I know like you and seven dust I and mean, there's a lot of sound similarity, uh, when you're trying to compare, well, what is three years hollow sound like my first go to is well. If you're familiar with seven dust, there's some qualities mm-hmm. along the lines there, both in the music, both in the way that, uh, you and LJ sing. So it's, it's pretty unique, but what's it like hanging out with those guys and, and being able to spar off of each other and and vibe and come up with songs.
1: Yeah, man, it's uh, trippy, yeah. uh, <laughs> because uh, Seven Dust has been my favorite band since I was a kid. Oh yeah, you know. So they're there, uh, Lejean is the and uh, and uh, amongst a few other singers are the reason why I even want to do wanted to do this. You know, I would pretend to be them growing up. So to have become friends with them and and receive their help and blessing and everything was pretty awesome and uh now you know morgan has become uh you know my business partner uh in pretty much every music related thing we do for production and i still think it's trippy i tell him all the time i'm like hey bro like i know just what those people feel like uh right now because i still feel it (laughs) when i'm talking to you about this stuff thinking like you're my favorite drummer in the world, but we're also working on all these projects together.
0: When you look at somebody that might come up to you after a show or, uh, just running into somebody down the street and they're like, Hey, uh, Jose, I'm 18 years old. I got this band we're putting together. It's a lot different environment. 18 years ago when you guys were getting into it, it was a lot different 18 years ago than it was 20 years before that. What's your advice to, an 18 year old dude who has a group of guys that they're looking to break in. What's the advice these days?
1: Yeah, man, I, um, I have for some reason, always just given the same advice. I guess this has become the advice that I give to, to bands. And, um, what i have realized now i guess or what i would say and i don't know if my advice is any good or not but um i take seven dust a band like seven Dust, as an example that can go out there and just continually deliver music and and albums and tours and shows and after 20 years have an incredible following and an incredible uh History and all of these records and the respect from other musicians in the industry and everything towards guys like seven dust is incredible to see. So these guys have done it just from working, you know, just from working hard and doing their thing. And, uh, I tell everybody else, like, don't focus on, on getting there so quickly, just every day, focus on your craft and going out there and playing shows and meet people, meet the fans, as Morgan says, shake hands, kiss babies. Uh, And as long as you keep going, as long as you persevere and you don't quit and you don't let the things that try to take a band down uh, all the time get in your way, you you know, 20 years later, you're going to have a following and a a career and something that you can uh, continually do. So that is at least the hope and what I, I am striving for. And from my experience so far, at least it seems that way, you know, if you just put your head down and work, uh sooner or later you look around and you're like, wow, this is really awesome. You know, we've got this this support system and it happened.
0: Jose Arquiza joining me here on the show Lead Singer, of Three Years Hollow, the website, the numeral three, three com. on social at three years hollow. Jose, what is twenty twenty two? look like for you both in a production standpoint and potentially in a touring standpoint
1: yeah uh so that's where it, it gets even more trippy man uh, <laughs> so we're uh, three years hollow we want to do a record we definitely want to put out a new album and I think we're aiming for uh, March um to to release something uh but in the last two years um Morgan and I we started a company called Insta Mix Live, which is where we uh, bring in guys like Morgan or Sean or Barry or any artist, Bumblefoot, uh if you're familiar with him from uh Guns N' Roses and uh we, we bring in a crowd of people, maybe 10 to 15 people, into a recording studio for eight hours and we write a song together. Wow. And, uh, you know, maybe there's a person in the, the crowd, this guitar player, and he'll throw down a riff and he'll work with Morgan. Morgan's a producer. So everybody in the room kind of gets to really experience what it's like writing with their favorite artist. And then there's a song that actually gets written and put out from that. So uh we brought in Sean, we brought in Barry and we brought in Justin from uh Auburn. and two years later, you know, we're all sitting around with the, all of this material and we're like, we really enjoy writing these songs and, and performing. So the five of us decided that we were gonna start a band. So, what? So oh my, my God <laughs> <laughs> So my My new bandmates in this crazy world uh, are Morgan from Seven Dust, Barry from Three Days Grace, Sean from Breaking Benjamin, and Justin from Auburn. And uh, we are recording a record right now to put out sometime in 2022.
0: Jose is the lead singer,
1: I would imagine? I am not the lead singer. What? (laughs) What? This is why I said it gets trippy. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, I, I am playing bass, and wow. I am an additional secondary singer, but Morgan is the singer. He's <laughs> not even drumming. Wow. Morgan is singing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like yeah,
0: uh, As you said, he's one of your favorite rock drummers. Uh, Morgan, definitely one of my favorite rock drummers. I think one of the things that really comes through on 7Dust for me is the incredible... Almost tribal drum beats that he has on every song. So, yeah, absolutely. this is quite a departure for a lot of folks there in that band.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, this is, uh, it's very interesting for everybody. I don't think anybody expected it either. And it just came from loving the stuff we were creating. And who knows what would happen? I think it's just for fun right now. But, uh, trippy for me to be able to uh, release music with these guys.
0: No doubt about it. Sounds like 2022 is going to be an incredible year for our guest, Jose Urquiza. We know him as the lead singer of Three Years Hollow, which I affectionately refer to them as the unofficial official band of the Barbecue Central show. And uh, like I said, I, I didn't know it had been 12 years almost to the last time that we did a segment interview, which is long overdue. But the fact that we have communicated over those last 12 or 13 years is incredible to me i'm a huge fan yeah. and i'm Thank so you, happy for all the success that you have had and uh, wish you nothing but more of the same as you continue on hopefully i won't let another 12 years elapse before we lay it down again
1: no no i'm gonna <laughs> get you some tickets to these Instamix mix live events and you're gonna come and hang out with uh, barry and sean and morgan and you're gonna write a song with us awesome. man
0: i'll do it
1: <laughs> sounds great
0: Absolutely. Jose, appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. You got it. There he is. Jose Urquiza. Got a new band coming. And, of course, you know him as the lead singer of Three Years Hollow, which on many bumps of this show, you hear a 15 or 30 second loop right there as we get into an interview segment. So we thank him for coming on. Once again, the website, threeyearshollow.com. That's the numeral three yearshollow.com at Three threeyearshollow on social. There's a cat flying right there. Uh, find them on Spotify as well. Also, Apple, like anywhere you can get music, you can find their stuff. All right, we got Bobby Rempe joining me here in just a few short moments to talk about the impending hip surgery which took place a little bit earlier today because we're pre-recording. I'm saying today because the show is airing on Tuesday. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. A couple different lines to choose from. A choice line or a prime line. The choice line will give you the Daniel Boone in size. The prime line will give you one additional size. So you have the peak in the ledge. It also gives you internal meat probes, peak in windows, a little bit more technology. Robust build, more robust build on the chassis. Only sold through dealers. So go to greenmountaingrills.com and find a dealer near you. Visit the dealer, get educated, and then pick the best one for you, and away you go. Also on the website, you can find accessories, pellets, and everything else to complete your Green Mountain Grill cooking experience. That's greenmountaingrill.com. Greenmountaingrill.com. We are back with Bobby Rempy talking hip surgery, which I know everybody wants to hear about, and we'll do it here in just a few short seconds. Stick around. Be right back.
2: Celebrating over 10 years a prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
0: All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com through the grilling season for recipes, tips, and tricks from world champ pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes and Child's crittlin mouthwatering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Quite simply, some of the best pork money can buy, and you can find it at smithfield.com and a retailer near you. All right, helping me close the show this evening, somebody you have seen on the show giving her expert opinion as me and the embedded correspondents and one Jeff Reiser sing for you during the American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition shows. But earlier today, having another major hip surgery, but before she actually has it, we're here to talk about it on a Sunday morning afternoon, I guess. First things first, let's talk about this past volleyball season and how it all turned out. Give me your high-level thoughts on the 2021 Seton Hill University volleyball results. And you can speak freely. Nobody listens on the team. The coach doesn't listen. So don't worry about
3: it. Well, we did not do very good. Um, Let me be nice. We didn't do bad. We're very young. Um, I guess I don't even know how to talk about it. If I'm being honest with you. How did we you had do? a lot? I for having a broken hip and a fixed one. I thought I did pretty well, um I think I led the team in blocks again um and I got moved to the right side, which is good. I like the right side um i I don't know. I was a captain, yeah, so are
0: you looking forward to next season?
3: Yeah, hopefully we're a lot better. It's just <laughs> annoying because we had so much potential and we just didn't know how to use it.
0: Can you attribute some of this? I'm not making excuses for the team. There was a lot of poor play. The there was a lot of shooting yes. uh, shooting themselves in the foot. Coaching is a separate issue that I could certainly delve into if you want to, but I'm sure you don't want me to do that. There was a set of... so there's, You basically had two sets of freshmen. You have the sophomore that were freshmen. They hadn't played college volleyball uh, to date. And then you had the freshman freshman who had never played college volleyball. The only two people on the team that had experience playing at the collegiate level were you and the defensive specialist or the Libro or Libero or whatever you want to call it. And other than that, you had a couple upperclassmen, but they don't really play that much. So you were really the only returning starter on the team. And then everybody else was either a sophomore freshman or a freshman freshman. Yes. So that's going to be inherently tough to find some kind of a a gelling, even though there's some preseason and some out-of-conference play before the real conference play starts when it counts. But there isn't a lot of familiarity. You don't know the setters. You don't know how they're going to set. You don't know how they're going to react in the game. Practice is different. Were you hoping that there would have been a better or a, a quicker gelling? Or is gelling an easy excuse?
3: I think gelling came pretty easy to us In the end, it did take a while. But I also don't think we were ever given the chance to gel. Um, I don't know if I should look at you or the camera.
0: You can look at me. It's a conversation.
3: Um, Mostly because our coach never gave us a starting lineup. So we never had the chance to get set in one area of the game and get used to playing next to this person or this person, have this person setting us in. You're setting these hitters. So, it wasn't until, I mean, a couple of weeks before the season ended that he kind of came up with a starting lineup. And then we started to gel. And then he brings somebody in out of nowhere.
0: No names, please. Rule number one on the show.
3: And that just messed everything up. So, um... I don't know. Gelling was an issue, but it wasn't because outside of the court and as people, individuals, we all like each other for the most part. We all get along. We all hang out outside volleyball. We all stay in touch. In fact, I just heard from a bunch of them this morning. Mm. But volleyball, even though we get along outside then we're in those little lines and then it's just (laughs) down. Mm -mm.
0: Well, hopefully you guys can figure that out and next season
3: I think next season
0: yields better results.
3: I think we'll be better because we were so young this year that now everyone has a year under their belt and knows what to expect. He's not bringing in a lot of new people. So hopefully,
0: I think a lot of girls might be looking over their shoulder if there was going to be a lot of folks coming in. N-
3: no, that's not that's not fun. No, but I I don't know. I just think that this upcoming season in the fall should be one hundred times better than wow. this past season.
0: Before you get to next season. There's a little issue of a hip surgery that has to take place and a recovery that has to take place in order Mm -hmm. to get you cleared for sport. And almost two years ago to the day, you had your right hip taken apart, put back together again. We were hopeful that the left hip wasn't going to have to see the same fate. However, that's not the case. So Tuesday or today, because people are going to watch this on Tuesday, this morning, this morning you will have had your left hip done this afternoon right it's going to be in the morning no doubt this is pretty extensive so uh, for the folks that are new to the show or I don't think we really delved into what the whole process is like what are you having done uh, or or what is your condition in having to have you have this surgery and then what are you having done to get it correct
3: so I was born with hip dysplasia
2: who
1: did that
2: All things to my mom
3: and dad. (laughs) They even had a doctor tell them at a very, very young age that I had it. They put me in a brace and then they took me out. Why? In
0: fairness, another doctor said, get her out of that brace. We didn't unilaterally make that medical decision (laughs) on our own.
3: Well, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't need the surgeries. It's okay. I don't care. I don't hold a grudge.
0: Right. Right.
3: Anyways. So over all these years of me not knowing that I actually had hip dysplasia, all of my body weight was put on my labrums in my hips. There's labrums in your shoulders and your hips for those people who don't know. And because of that, and the way that my hip joint was shaped incorrectly because that's what hip dysplasia is, the labrum was taking on my body weight over time. It just kind of and the bones weren't shaped correctly so that didn't help any so I just started to have pain in the right one before I think it happened while I was lifting I don't really remember how I noticed and then I went to preseason freshman year and then I woke up one morning and I couldn't walk and I said that's not right Um, went to the doctors and they're like yeah you need this surgery so basically it's called a PAO-FAI.
0: And it's, it's two surgeries yeah. in one. I mean, yeah. you're literally having two doctors it's perform two different portions. two different
3: surgeons doing two different things. The first part is the FAI, so like a hip scope. They go in and they'll shave down the head and the neck of the femur, make it all pretty and how it should look. And then he'll also repair the labrum, which is torn. And then the second part of the surgery... The other surgeon goes in and breaks my pelvis. On purpose? Yes. Wow. Moves it and screws it into place. And him doing that basically creates the correct shape of a hip joint, um, which helps the fixed labrum because if they didn't do that second part, then there would be no point in doing the surgery because it would just tear again. Mm Mm-hmm. So I had that done on the right hip on New Year's Eve of 2019. (coughs) And then just this past summer, I started to have the same pain that I was feeling before. I said, Mom, we got to go to the doctor. Went to the doctor and I was hoping for just a labor repair because that's what they told me before. Well, they lied. I need the whole thing again. Yeah. So today... Tuesday, the 14th. This morning. (laughs) This morning, I had my pelvis broken and bent and screwed on purpose. My labrum repaired and my hips, bones shaved for fun.
0: Uh, All kidding aside, uh, this is pretty extensive surgery. There's no doubt about it. It requires two surgeons. It requires two specialists. The labral repair surgeon also happens to be the lead ortho for the Cleveland Browns, so it's not like we're just finding somebody from a book and giving our best shots here. He's a leader in the industry. He's also a portion of this team that is the leading PAO team in the country. People are flying in not only from the country, but from all over the world to have this done. They do it once a month. It's a big deal. And then the guy that's actually doing the hip breaking, I think his specialty is trauma surgery. So he's used to seeing people coming in, exploded and car injuries and other traumatic type crushing stuff, and then piecing things together. So I would assume that when he's able to break the bones on his own versus having somebody else do it and piecing it together, it's a little bit more of a controlled environment for him. What does a recovery look like for you on this then?
3: So the recovery is six to eight months. Um, The first six weeks um, after the surgery, I am non-weight bearing. So I'm not going to put any weight on that leg. I won't be able to walk basically. Um, crutches, wheelchair, my dad will be wheeling me around everywhere. Um, happy to do it. And then after the six weeks are up, I go to where I go to therapy and I get evaluated. And basically they'll tell me like if I can get off the crutches or not. The first time, um, they had me use one crutch a little bit longer because my, um, gate was off. I was weak on one side, so I was limping. Um, And then I start going, and, like, the first part of therapy for a while is just manual, so they're, like, rubbing the scars and the muscles and all that stuff, getting the scar tissue away from my muscles. And um, then as time goes on, we start getting into building up the strength and doing all that stuff and getting it back to normal. Um, And then I'll go through, like, this annoying test to get cleared i hated it um but uh the first one i got cleared in 5 months mm. so well ahead of time yeah a month early thank god but um hopefully we can do it again on the other side um,
0: are you worried that <clears throat> the other side might no. feel different no no are you i have no fears are you generally worried i mean no uh, it would only be natural to
3: Put me under.
0: I understand the excitement. I guess I was already put And the urgency for you to want to get this fixed. But it would also be very natural for you to feel some kind of nervousness to, you know, A, go under. B, somebody's literally breaking your hip on purpose, which isn't normal for people to do and be excited for. And then perhaps more importantly... hoping that you have the same kind of recovery achievements that you had the first time. I mean, we don't know how it's going to happen. It could be shorter period of recovery. It could be longer. And like last time you have a goal of trying to get back before, you know, getting cleared around the summertime. So you can be back in preseason for volleyball and then obviously play the next season fully unaffected. When you look back, at how it went the first time, you came back better, stronger, you didn't lose anything off your jump, you actually increased your vertical leap by three inches or four inches or whatever it was. So, you're probably encouraged by the right side to think that the left side is going to be similar?
3: Yes. Mm. I
0: And you're motivated, you're a hard worker to want to get that done.
3: Mm-hmm, I think that Another reason that I got cleared so quickly was because I stayed home that semester. Like, I didn't go to school in the spring. Um, But that also doesn't really matter because COVID hit, so everyone went home anyways, so I didn't really miss much. Um, So that was beneficial. Are you
0: concerned going back this time that there's going to be spring activities and you're just going to have to be working on your... Recovery versus getting out there and... Like, volleyball activities? No. 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 Not worried about
3: that. Spring season isn't like...
0: Normal season.
3: Yeah. It doesn't really... I mean, I guess it kind of counts for something as well as... Or as far as, like, meshing with a team. Mm. but Gelling,
0: as we talked about earlier.
3: Yeah. But, um... I mean, I already played with everyone. And... Everyone knows I'm going through this, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, But I think that going back this semester won't, I mean, it might have some effect, but I don't think it'll be that much because I've already been through this once before. I know what to do, and I know what to expect. (coughs) I'm also going back late to the semester so I can do some therapy here. So I'm really not too worried about recovery time and all that, plus like, a trainer at school is good, so if I give her my rehab, workouts, and activities, she'll do them with me, and she'll help out, <coughs> and um, I know what to do. Plus, I'm going to be coming back every other week, or we'll figure that out, but I will be coming home for therapy during the semester. Mom mentioned probably coming, and then I'll be doing it on my own, so I'm not too worried.
0: Takes the village. Literally. We're going to assume that everything's going to be fine. I'm sure there's a lot of centralites so are going to be sending in their well wishes. Uh, do you want to thank them in advance since you had surgery this morning?
3: Thank you, everyone, for wishing me, I don't know, well wishes.
0: And can we check in on you over the course of the spring semester, like every month or so, just to get an idea of where your recovery is and what the process is like for you? yes 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 also you'll be judging off-site for I the will. american
3: i downloaded Idol. that app
0: yeah all right the clubhouse app yep all right that's how jose uh, ended up coming on here uh, the guy before you the rock star before you i don't know if you uh, have ever heard of them probably not uh, all right so let me ask you this question there's somebody in jo right now that is looking to be a great college volleyball player as somebody who has now been in college for technically 3 years, you've had two college seasons under your belt at a division 2 level. What's the best piece of advice you would give to somebody or what's the biggest conception that you had going into college volleyball that either met expectation or completely blew your mind as not even uh being realistic to what you thought it was going to be. Hmm. Or has it has it met exactly has it been exactly how you thought it was going to be?
3: I think that it's kind of like I thought it would be. You know, I have always wanted to play in college and I'm sure that my little sister does too. Um I think having a support system at home that believes in me doing whatever I think I can do um it was a big part um you know you guys helped a lot so I think that's a big thing and then actually getting there knowing that you're going in with a class of girls who also have no idea what the hell is going on no idea what to expect is um a big thing but then knowing that you have to be I don't know, the hardest worker there, I guess. You got to, like, there are girls who have been there before and know what to do, so just because you're going in as a freshman doesn't mean anything. I think as long as you prove yourself and show that you want to be there and that you know you can do it is the biggest thing.
0: Jose had mentioned before you that they had been doing rock music for 19 years, and he believes that in the end, it's putting in the work and having the drive and thinking that you're the best. So, even in sport, that obviously is a, a similar sentiment. You're saying that you had a lot of confidence in yourself and that maybe you didn't have certain expectations of like coming in or playing right away or whatever, but you knew if you were going to be doing the work for the team, uh, the coach would recognize that and reward you accordingly.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, I just think, I mean, I'm a little bit of a weirdo sometimes i just sit there and i'm like yeah like i'm so awesome like in practice like i'll do something i'm like i'm literally the best here but sometimes like obviously i don't like mean it completely but sometimes you just have to be like that and other people pick up on that they're like oh yeah like that's her she's it yeah she's good Mm. but you kind of got to believe that about yourself is it
0: infectious to the other girls too Will they start to feed off of that oh yes yeah
3: sometimes you just got to go crazy yeah and then it gets everyone else to go crazy, and that just gets everyone feeling right.
0: Well, we have a big day today. Hopefully, we're very confident that things have gone well. Ali has the mic. He doesn't talk much.
3: He does. He's oh, yeah, you're right. He
0: does, but he's, he's a whiner. So we hope everything has gone well today. Uh, next week, obviously, I will give everybody an update, and uh, we'll see what's happening then. Maybe you uh, can work your way down for an interview uh, at that point. Yeah, maybe you'll be maybe. about a week out. Maybe not. Uh, some stairs there and, and it'll be a little late. Who knows? Maybe you'll be sleeping. But fingers crossed. Most importantly, A, I love you and B, thank you for coming on the show and sharing this insight with us as we get ready to wrap it up. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. I love you too.
0: There she is! Bobby Rempy with Ali hanging out for the last few minutes and ready to drop it. All right, let me talk to you quickly about David Leans or David McDowell, do wellness. Did you know that people who set goals four to six weeks before the new year ends are three to to 10 times, yes, 10 times more likely to achieve their fitness goals? Be honest. How long has losing a few pounds been on your to-do list? Now, we listen to the show because we love barbecue. I do the show because I love barbecue, and I know that means a lot of us are in a habit of getting second and third helpings when we eat because it's delicious. But what effect has that and an activity level that has not been what it used to be had on your health over the last handful of years? Maybe you've heard of having a dad bod is cool. Well, take it from a stud like me. There's nothing sexy about wearing your gluttony everywhere you go. Not to mention being overweight increases the risk of all causes of mortality, including strokes, most cancers, coronary artery disease, mental illness, the list goes on. Making these decisions to change decades-old food habits can mean the difference between you attaining your health goals versus dealing with unknown health challenges that you and your family will have to face down the road. Luckily, thanks to my new friend and friend of the show, backyard barbecue enthusiast and men's health and wellness coach, david mcdowell you can eat barbecue all year round and still lose the fat with david you've got assistance around the clock he's just a text message an iMessage, a whatsapp message or an email away he's also available for facetime zoom whatsapp video whenever you need even on short notice some car, uh, coaches are charging upwards of five hundred dollars a month for a canned diet plan and a one to two check-in per month partnering with david allows you to check in and give you a resource who's available effectively 24-7. Things have gone so well over the last handful of weeks since he started. Barbecue Centralites are now being offered a year of coaching, but not for $500 a month, not $400 a month, not $300 a month, not even $200 a month. You can finally permanently lose all the weight you want and fat for only $2,300 a year. Gang, don't wait. Get on it now so you're ready to win the year of health in 2022. It's David's personal guarantee to you that if you're honest and you make the effort, you'll succeed in losing the fat. And if you don't, he'll refund 100% of your investment. No questions asked. Ready to go? Hit the website davidleans.com slash bbq. That's davidleans.com slash bbq. Do it now. We're a little bit outside of that or six week window, but we're still within the three week window before the new year gets to going and you can be wait, what is that? Four to six weeks before the new year. So, you know, we're a little outside but commit now and be three to ten times more likely to succeed in your health and wellness goals for 2022 or hit the website David slash bbq and we're back to wrap the show right after this stick along, uh, stick around. We'll be right back.
2: whole packers full racks legs and thighs injecting butts if you've never heard this before you might think you found the best triple x show ever let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today craig Rimpe.
0: and this portion being brought to you by Vortic watches a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern colorado they take antique american pocket watches and turn them into wristwatches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique, quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. And here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortec makes is unique and one-of-a-kind. Founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out their watches at Vortec Watches. Com. All right, I know we are a little late here, so I apologize for that. But we'll get going all the way back in the first hour. Meathead, we talked about the reverse sear, the history of the reverse sear, where this original concept of blasting it with heat up front came from and how we've evolved over time. Second hour, Jose Arquiza, lead singer of Three Years Hollow, joined me. The Three Years Hollow website is the numeral three threeyearshollow.com, socially at three years hollow but as he had mentioned at the top of the second hour new band with some of my favorite band members of bands that I love Seven Dust Breaking Non Nonpoint the list goes on wow so we wish Jose really good luck and then closing out the show my daughter Bobby Rempe talking about the previous or this past season at Teen Hill University volleyball and then the extensive talk about her hip surgery and what that's going to look like for her in recovery So we have a lot to get to in the third week. Derek Riches will be in, amongst others. Quarterly visit from Daniel Vaughn, Texas Monthly. Big deals coming up here. So we're looking forward to that. How do I always leave you? September eleventh, two 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host. And proud U.S. American, Greg Rempy. good night now.
1: Hi, this is Bobby Rempy from
2: Cleveland, Ohio. And you're listening to Barbecue Central.